Welcome to the Lately in PHP podcast, uh, Hangout, whatever we do this, this time. I don't no longer know what to call it because it also have been some live coding session, but we don't, we have not been able to set it up this time. But uh, we, are, we are here to talk about PHP, and as always, I have here with me Arthur Sossis from Latvia at a very late time of his day. <laughs> oh, hello, Arthur, how are you doing? Oh, it's actually have been quite uh, sunny recently, like an hour ago. So uh, when when I went to record oh. this, it was still uh, bright here, but now it's already dark, getting dark. I forgot that uh, your summer is uh, uh, has arrived. But we are here to talk about PHP. We have several interesting topics, specifically regarding upcoming. Um, uh, uh, developments for uh, PHP 7.2 performance, but let's review the topics briefly. If I am able to find the topics here, okay. oh no, he was the topics. Uh, no, let me. I don't know. Ah, let I'm not sure if this is going to work because the last time I tried, I could not share just a specific screen, I had to share the whole screen. So just let me know if this works. Uh, this one. Uh, loading. Loading. Not loading no, I, at all. I think it's stuck, yeah. Or? Still stuck. Uh, oh, now you're moving. No. So I, I guess I have to share the, the whole screen. Yes, don't have secrets from us. Uh, no, I just have to stop. <laughs> stop WhatsApp here. <laughs> it's popping off. Everybody, I don't know if everybody uses WhatsApp in your country, but over here it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let me share the screen now again. And for uh, the whole screen. Oh, where is the button? Okay, let's share the screen. Oh, the, the inception. Wow. Effect. Cool. Can you see cool it now? Yep. Okay, so the, the, this time we are going to start talking as usual, f starting from the latest PHP versions. There is uh, PHP 7.0.19. Um, not many new features uh, to talk about, actually, mostly bugs. And the same practically for PHP 7.1.5. That uh, is probably more or less the same list of fixes. So moving on to the actual topics, uh, we start from a topic about uh, uh, an hybrid VM uh, patch that is being um, proposed by Dimitris Stogov. He's the leader of the the team that is working on the improving uh, PHP performance, uh, specifically the, the upcoming JIT engine for PHP 7.2, but uh, he is proposing uh, an improvement uh, now that can uh, benefit uh, PHP even if you're, you are not using a JIT. So the next topic that we are going to comment is about uh, an extension for accessing uh, uh, Raspberry Pi or is it Raspberry Pi? I'm not sure anymore. Pi, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, from PHP. Um, 
Then we are going to talk about a proposal um, to eliminate uh, a, a pseudotype for new parameters in PGO. PGO um, uh, prepared statements. Uh, uh, each parameter value has a, a type, but when it's nil, it's not really a type. It's nil, it's nil, it's not a specific type. So the proposal is to um, basically uh, eliminate the type parameter, but we'll get on back to this later. Then we are also going to talk about uh, the issues related with uh, accessing uh, web servers using um, secure connections with TLS. Now that SSL, all the versions are deprecated because they are insecure, um, there is a proposal to kind of force that, uh, at least in PHP 7.2, um, uh, you do not have mm, your PHP code establishing uh, unsecure connections with uh, SSL servers that may still support S uh, SSL. Um, on a, on a way SSL. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, there will be. There are also. Uh, we are going on also to talk about uh, the latest tutorial articles published on the site. But this time, this month, uh, I also do not have much time because I'm in the process of man making many things. So we'll, this month will be a shorter hangout. So back to the topics. First, we talk about PHP versions, and uh, we. Uh, at in May, uh, PHP 7.0.19. Uh, I, I already look at this. It didn't seem to have many uh, important bug fixes. Well, there is one interesting in the core end of a swoop bypassing execution time limit. Uh, oh, so right, basically, right. If, if you have an end of swoop somewhere, then, and it, it would even continue executing outside the time limit. If you oh, said so, I think it could be quite relevant. Others, yeah, yeah <coughs> not much. Yes, but would endless loop be of um, something uh, in your PHP code? Probably. Um, I mean, uh, or some function that was called and uh, like uh, lasts forever. <laughs> could be both, I guess. Oh, sometimes you do a slip, uh, one million, one million seconds. <laughs> it's not exactly PHP code that is running. True. I don't know specifics. Uh, probably, I think uh, the example here, uh, it seems to be a new non-existing class. And then it would throw an error, and then the error would not uh, do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure what is the example here, but well, it makes sense that. Um, so basically, they they made a infinite recursion, when yeah. error you are instantiating non-existing ones, which raises an error, which itself is an error handler. So it's again calling itself. Yeah. So, okay, I see why that is an infinite uh, endless, recursion. Endless yeah, uh, okay. Uh, moving on uh, to the PHP 7.1, there is 7.1.5. Uh, 
there is also the reference to that uh, same bug, but there are a few more bugs specific to uh, PHP 7.1. Um, I already looked at this, didn't find anything specific, but I confess that I'm not using PHP 7.1 yet. Maybe in the future, when I have time to test all the, the code that I have, uh, maybe in new projects, I start migrating things. Uh, okay, I guess there's not much to talk about uh, PHP 7.1 also. So moving on to the next topic, this is probably the most interesting one because uh, although it's a bit complicated to explain, it is related with improving the performance of PHP in the case, it's a patch. Uh, from Dmitry Stogov, uh, the uh, PHP de core developer that is working on uh, s speed improvements at PHP, specifically the JIT engine that eventually will come to PHP 7.2 or 8.0. But he is proposing a new VM instruction to this patch technique. This is a bit complicated. Uh, but, well, the bottom uh, line of the consequences that you provide a 1.5 times improvement on, on small benchmarks. These are basically benchmarks that are CPU intensive. I mean, no IO, just probably not very realistic uh, benchmarks because what the code that is in bench.php is not the usual code that you have in. Uh, your PHP applications. It's just something to test the speed and mm -hmm. real-world applications. They do not have um, uh, uh, so much all the CPU intensive. It's often uh, I.O. Uh, operations like database accesses. And uh, but, but this is this will provide uh, an improvement. But he is saying here that. Uh, uh, well, not here in this post, but in the, the discussion, that uh, this will also benefit when PHP use a, a JIT engine in the future. So yes, yes, that, that they're not exclusive, but 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 what concerns me a little, uh, maybe even more than a little, but uh, so basically there was an old VM, which I think was called Call VM or something like that. And now this would be a hybrid VM and uh, they want to apply this because uh, it's internal optimization and uh, and uh, he's a great maintainer and been with PHP for a long time. They want to apply it without an RFC, but it has some backwards compatibility issues specifically with debuggers like PHP DBG or Xdebug, so they could not connect to it and get the stack traces and stuff like that like they used with we used to do with the old VM. So it would break compatibility with them and doing this without RFC might not get enough attention for others to know about it. Yeah, by Just the time they try the, the, those debuggers they wouldn't work and uh, lots of people would be annoyed. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know who manages those debuggers, but they should be aware of the change. And well, DBG. I think DBG is from uh, Newsphere. Uh, it's the one from, that is used uh, uh, integrated with the uh, PHP ED. Uh, 
that mm -hmm. ID. Uh, and uh, uh, there is also Xdebug from um, fr from uh, Derek Rathens. And um, well, those are very popular debuggers. Well, there could be tons of others that are not popular too. Uh, I also, there is also Zen debugger, but he's from, <laughs> Dimitri is from Zen, so we'll make sure that it works <laughs> yeah. for, for, for uh, their own debugger. Um, well, uh, I guess there will be a, there is a pull request already here, but, and there is also people discussing it there. Uh, well, this discussion was some time ago. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, the idea is to provide yet another speed improvement. It could not be a big deal, but it's uh, hybrid VM who, who is about 4% faster uh, compared to PHP 7.1 for this. Uh, well, this is a comment from Sebastian Verwin. Uh, he is the developer of PHP unit. And, um, well, usually PSP unit uh, tests CPU intensive things. Not uh, you know. You should coin the term yet another speed improvement. Yeah. Yet another. So well, nice. Because, um, well, maybe if you do many of those in a few months, you actually get a great speed improvement. Uh, maybe no, but uh, made of all small speed improvements. Yeah, but you had the article comparing different PHP versions and they increased yeah. tremendously. So th yet another speed improvement provides yet another speed improvement in reality too. Yes, and um, it's uh, different speed improvements that build on top of each other. They do not destroy what uh, yes. was achieved before. But uh, also keep in mind that, uh, for instance, for PHP 7.1, the speed improvements that they got were actually uh, came, I think, from Zend Optimizer. So they existed for many years. It was not exactly a new thing in PHP 7.1. It was more like an integration of uh, uh, something that used to be proprietary. And uh, now it's part of uh, PHP. Uh, well, okay. I don't know. I think this is could be uh, just that <laughs> uh, uh, yet another speed improvement, and yeah. uh, hopefully by the time we get there to PHP 7.2 or PHP 8.0, we have a good bunch of speed improvements so people can celebrate. Uh, personally, I'm not complaining, although I am. Uh, Trying, still trying to find time to to move on to PHP 7. So by the time that I actually do it, I'll probably skip a few <laughs> PHP 7 versions. Maybe I jump to PHP 7.2 or not. <laughs> it will depend on how many backwards incompatible changes uh, I'll face. What I have learned over the years is that uh, you should not jump to many versions because you have many broken things. Maybe you should jump one version at a time and see what happens for a few days. And uh, uh, because people think, oh, I have um, unit tests. Man, the unit tests were not planned to, 
to test those things that break. Yeah. Uh, they were planning to test things that they knew they used to break in the past. Um, so they can be helpful, but not perfect. Yes. Uh, what, what is something that breaks, actually breaks the mechanism that does the unit testing? So you can't even do unit tests. Yeah. Sometimes you have to re uh, change the tests so that they yeah. can pass. So what's the purpose of doing it? Uh, if, if you need to adjust the tests to make the, the, the the unit test didn't work. That's that's crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, that will be a, a whole story, and people get a bit sensitive when we talk about the religion around tests. Um, okay, moving on to the next topic. I think this one is more uh, your field, right? Because you said you work with uh, um, Raspberry Pi yeah. already. So Pi. Okay, is, let's go with Pi. I'm I'm not sure anymore. No, I you, think English is right for Pi. Yeah. That, that's my mistake. Um, yeah, because yes. in Portuguese we we, we also say P, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Pi Pi in English used to have a E, but it will be like apple pie. That's yeah. not the case. <laughs> uh, it's not apple pie. It's raspberry pie. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Also, also tasty. Yes, I, I hope so. I, I don't think I've tried any of them, but uh, okay. Uh, well, so this is an extension for accessing uh, Raspberry Pi uh, hardware from PHP. Mm -hmm. uh, you have not. You have uh, done some work or played uh, with Raspberry Pi, but not in PHP, right? No, not a issue, but uh, yeah, it's similar. Basically, we have I have set up a thermo sensors in every room, so I have a dashboard where I see all the temperatures uh, of all the rooms in the house, uh, and uh, it also controls the heat uh, over the sensors. So basically, have some relay in in the heating unit. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the idea is that well, Raspberry Pi itself is just a Linux machine uh, on some very small and very weak hardware. I would say it's it's performant or powerful. It's kind of weak, and you you have to kind of optimize it for it always. And um, then it has a GPO um, on its the same uh, hardware. It's GPO basically. It's a generous general purpose input output. It's just a pins that you can. Uh, attach some sensors. It, like there are predefined predefined pins that have uh, voltage, that have ground, and then other pins you can switch them either being input or output. And um, then you can attach different sensors. Like if you need to have have an input uh, pin, that then uh, you attach a sensor that sends information to it, reads information. Yeah. Or if you have an output pin on a relay switch that switches, turns off electricity on, on, on or off, and stuff like that. And <clears throat> another interesting um, case that uh, uh, those pins usually have some numbers, but they kind of differ between Raspberry Pi versions, and that was also a pain. I, I know which version I have, so I could hard code them. But now, as I look through this class, I see that you can actually get the Raspberry Pi version and have an if to check about if if, this, if it has this version, then you can have uh, set up this pin number or or 
that pin number so you can differ based mm -hmm. so you can make a general software not to run on one specific raspberry Pi version but run on any of them so you if you know the differences you can write them generic software universal software basically <clears throat> and yeah so it it can switch pins um, uh, it can set direction, input output. It could write. Yeah, it could read from pins and do all the stuff. Uh, so basically, all that you uh, all that you most need to do with sensors or other systems that you uh, connect with these pins, this class should be able to handle them all. Yeah, actually, this is an extension that exposes a class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, true. To, to do all the work, um, I have not evaluated this because I never. Uh, work with uh, this hardware. I hardly have time to do all my stuff in software, <laughs> let alone playing with hardware. I even wanted to buy some DRI uh, drone that uh, was just released uh, a few days ago, but <laughs> I probably would not even have time to play with it. Uh, so, but this is probably uh, very interesting for hobbyists and maybe some professionals that actually do some kind of uh, useful devices. Uh, so you mentioned that you use um, it to control your house heating, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, it's just some smart yeah. system that I want to try to develop myself and, and, and it, I did it together with my wife. So you control it from a computer or your mobile phone or what do you do? Well, you have a, a Raspberry Pi, well, yeah, Raspberry Pi server with Node.js running on it and it's an API. It has an API so you can do it from mobile, from phone, from TV. I just develop a page where I can control everything, HTML yeah. page, and you can load it in the browser and control. So it is accessible from Wi-Fi? Yeah, or? internal network. Okay. From a local so, network, basically, for the router. So did you did you make great uh, savings in your power bill? Or <laughs> and was this just, just an experiment to see what you can do with it? Yes, it's, it's, it's more was a hobby fun project, but also to make something that would be useful for us. So yeah. Heating on the heating device itself, but rather you can do it from any room, uh, and you can also watch the temperatures in all the rooms, or some specific room or any room or stuff like that. So you can control all the logic that you want. Yeah, yeah, sounds fine. Sounds fun. Or separated in many parts, like three different parts. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we did it actually last summer. Got um, nice. Okay, that's fine. Uh, well, moving on to the next topic, there is uh, now just a proposal here to deprecate the so-called uh, param null for PDO. PDO takes prepare statements, and when you actually uh, uh, specify values for the parameters, usually you need to specify a type. Except that null is not a type; it's just a value that uh, has no type. Any any value that needs to be assigned could be null, so it's not type specific. Uh, other than that, um, uh, there are these these functions in PGO that you could use, like bind value, to specify the value for a certain parameter. But um, they say here that it does not make sense, so the proposal is to be replaced by some 
code that would not need a type because the value would be null. So null is null, is not a, a null type. Uh, and they wanted to make to, I think, uh, well, let me see, let me see if I find the, no, it, oh, the voting did not start on this. This is still being yeah. discussed. So, uh, this, I think they still need to, uh, to change the drivers, which is complicated because drivers are basically extensions inside PHP and, uh, there are old PHP versions and new PHP versions and, uh, to make your code work, it would be for the future versions, but somebody has to update the drivers. Yeah. Yeah, they say that they looked at the drivers and some will require modifications to compile once this constant is removed, but they want to lose functionality. So nothing will change much. They only just remove the constant and recompile it. Yeah. As I understood. Well, that's for 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 the, those extensions, but there are people that are using old PHP versions. And, uh, then they will need to use older extension versions too. Yes, that's to make it complicated. Well, okay, <laughs> you have to decide which version you use and deal with it. Just thinking about libraries that uh, use PDO and they have to think about future versions. You cannot put the new uh, type and current versions you have to. It's it's this is to complicate more the lives of those that develop libraries that are agnostic. Yeah, I, I also thought that, that this change would is not such a big change that it would uh, make yeah. life easier for someone. But they state that uh, supporting it adds some weight to PDO. So there may be something underneath that we don't really know about that really adds that weight. And maybe without this param null constant, it would be easier to maintain the code or it would be faster or lighter, I don't know. Yeah, well, as it says here, it's still under discussion. I did. I I just I did not go to the actual thread, so I did not follow all the details. Or how is it going? Maybe it's probably not going anywhere, because it's one of those non-features that uh, probably do not hurt having this uh, currently. I don't see a, a big problem to still have this code. Uh, uh, maybe in the future. Uh, PHP versions would allow the the same the, the both types of code without complaining because uh, developers are already having a hard time dealing with the really important backwards compatibility issues. So if they want people to uh, to upgrade, do not bother them. <laughs> that that's just a suggestion. Okay. Anyway, moving on to the next topic, this is probably more important uh, because um, SSL uh, two and three are dead, <laughs> I would say, but there are many servers that are still using them. Uh, I even have upgraded my servers to uh, disable SSL uh, completely recently. And um, and even use the dot uh, that uh, tool of SSL Labs to test the server, so I could get a good grade because I was still supporting 
Which one? Uh, a A plus. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a hey. I don't think it's plus. <laughs> yeah, you need to have some additional features like specific uh, strict headers that upgrade connection or something like that. Then you will get yeah. a plus. No, no, that's not me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. My difficulty is, was to compile newer versions of OpenSSL. Uh, I, I lost a significant amount of time because I compiled the, my web servers manually. I don't use the, those packaged uh, versions. Uh, and I had to compile the new uh, OpenSSL versions to make it work. And uh, I, 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 it was still not working uh, with the newer versions. It was using a version installed on the machine, and I cannot upgrade the machine right away on my server that was testing. So finally, I realized that I have to pass the, 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 the library path at runtime. It was not just a, a compile time thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, now it's working. I, I, for Apache, I had to write a sort of a wrapper to make it work the, uh, with the, the newer version. And, but that was a, a problem specific to Apache. But I lost lots and lots of time with this. Man. This is very frustrating. That's why no developer wants to be a DevOps. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you are a DevOps, you are a DevOps because you want to, not because you were too, <laughs> like me. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this um, RFC is proposing to use, uh, to kind of force TLS, uh, even if you specify SSL. Uh, so if you use TLS uh, in the, the connections that you specify for PHP open file functions, it will be equivalent to TLS.1.0, 1.1, 1.2. It would try any of these. Uh, if you put SSL, it would be analyzed to TLS, so no SSL for you. Mm -hmm. But you can still use some workaround to... Where is it, the workaround here? Ah, okay. Backwards compatible, incompatible, yeah. You could put this and it would uh, use the... The versions of uh, SSL uh, uh, cryptography that uh, people are still using. I guess for many years, many servers will still use SSL, even though it's not secure. But nobody is talking to whoever maintains those servers. They probably are running on old servers that if you change one thing, you have to change everything including the operating system version. So people are probably not going to, to deal with that. They'll be vulnerable and uh, that's where the, it goes. But uh, PHP must move on. Uh, so PHP cannot be blamed for uh, uh, promoting insecure software. They are going to starting uh, PHP 7.2 to uh, make any SSL references be uh, enabled to TLS. And if you still insist on using SSL for some reason, uh, it will. you have to force some parameters there. So we have to do it intentionally. That's what I got from this. Yep. So are you using uh, TLS in all of your servers? I think so, yeah. Are you not sure? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, for for the servers that we are managing, of course, we are still kind of allowing uh, both TOS and SSL connections, like through HTTPS and stuff like that. But 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 yeah, it, there were some problems as far as I remember. But 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 I so sometimes to, yeah. we still need to support them. Well, uh, for a moment, I even tried to force it just the TLS uh, 1.2, but it was not a good idea. <laughs> there, there were more problems ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, it was not uh, absolutely necessary, although I suspect that sooner or later, somebody will find out that TLS 1.0 is also vulnerable, if they <laughs> did not do that already, because I'm not a security as, uh, expert. I do what I... Mm, uh, do but I need to study uh, I'm, I'm not hooked to the security aspects every day but uh, it is something that everybody should do anyway this is just a plan for PHP 7.2 so now we are going to move on to uh, some articles that were published in PHP classes uh, blog uh, on May uh, Arthur which ones would you like to comment Okay, let me, let me, let me share the screen. Uh, which is the correct screen? I think this one is, it's a problem if you have multiple screens. <coughs> so, uh, because you are very rich. <laughs> uh, so you can see my screen? Uh, okay, you need yeah. to talk. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the first article is a uh, Digital document management with Eversign as AAAS, and it was written by Dave Smith. Uh, so, what is it about? It's about a digital document signing, and um, well, it's always been a problem. Like uh, at first, if you want to get signatures of all needed members on the document, you would have yeah. to send it by post or by courier somewhere, and it takes time and costs lots of money. Then with a more digital, not also digital, but analog way, was the faxing yeah. document and copying it over and over. And it also was problematic and stuff like that. And then with the, this new digital age, we can digitally sign our signatures. And uh, uh, it's not like a uh, real signature uh, appearing on the document, but it's like a stamp that approves that we reviewed it and signed it, approved it. Uh, and uh, in this article, Dave talks about specific service, which is ever signed service, um, which allows you to manage and uh, sign these uh, documents. So th there's a link here too. Oh, okay. It's, it did not open in your window. <clears throat> but uh, the point is that digitally signed documents are legally binding. So it's the same as you would sign them with your signature. And uh, yeah. I don't know how exactly wor this works uh, there, but here, for example, we <coughs> pay per signature, I think, uh, or you can buy like bulk signatures and then sign multiple documents for mm. cheaper stuff. Maybe there is a monthly payment here. I don't, don't really know. But the idea is that you can do it and there is a class uh, that, Provided, I think, was by same Dave Smith, right? And yeah. maybe I can jump to that other article if you want uh, to mention something here. No, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, I, I'm, I did not study how this works because I, it depends on legislation and, and 
laws in different countries. But over here, just uh, use a digital certificate. And even if your signature is there in written, uh, it doesn't matter. What matters is that uh, um, the certificate, it's yours and can be verified uh, digitally, regardless what kind of signature you have in the, 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 actually the, the actual document that you eventually can print or not. Yeah. But uh, this platform probably works uh, for signing documents in uh, uh, countries that support uh, this form of digital signing. Um, but okay, you are going to talk about the other article that is actually uh, how to use this platform from PHP, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's the the mentioned ever signed PHP document signing package, also developed by Dave Smith, I think, right? Let me just recheck. What I think. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, so and he here he describes how you can. Uh, manage your documents uh, through PHP like you can have your create your own UI that would connect to the uh, Eversign uh, website and manage your documents and sign you upload new ones so of course first you need to authenticate yourself so you so you provide your API key and your business ID um, and then uh, you create the, the instance and uh, I don't know exactly what about the uh, endpoints and other configurations you would probably have to check the class uh, but basically yeah you can list all the documents or all the templates that you uh, have uh, in your uh, uh, account so you upload uh, documents to your account and create templates you see you can have all, all documents or, or sp some specific statuses or some specific templates that you have created mm -hmm. <laughs> then then you can uh, work um, with uh, specific documents. So you have you can set a parameter specific document, and then uh, all the other function calls would refer to uh, this the actions of this document. Yeah, so you can cancel it. Uh, now you can cancel uh, the document. So you set document, then you do some actions, then you uh, like go out of this document context or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can create a new document, uh, add files from URL or or or, or uh, add local file and upload it. <coughs> add the signer, others who sign yourself. Um, yeah, here is also a file uploading example. So basically, yeah, I, I don't know really. Uh, they probably provide EverSign provides uh, their own UI for signing, it, but if it's more, I think, of a light white labeling thing, and you would want to do in your own inside your own business, but still outsource this uh, uh, legal uh, side of this uh, signing the document. So that's probably why we would use the their API and implement it in your own UI. I think that would be the right case. So if I'm, for example, some kind of um, I don't know, like a seller uh, or marketplace, and I need to s users to have signed a document agreement that they're legally binding document that they're agreeing to the terms that that you could probably implement this through through their API and do that. Yes, no, just this, this is, yes, the, I guess this is useful. I just would like to add this is that API is from API Layer that has provided many APIs for which uh, Dave Smith has written um, PHP wrappers to access. Uh, 
those so, APIs. So Eversign is also from the API layer, or? Exactly. That's, that's, that's wow. the, what I mean. They that's are investing huge. a lot on, on doing uh, many APIs for common things. They are, mm. Those are simple APIs, and, and uh, they, they are building a business around that, which is great because it helps a lot. At least in PHP classes, I use them. The, the that API to generate um, PDF from uh, HTML templates, and it is used to generate the certificates for innovation award winners. Uh, we uh, j just defined it uh, as HTML, and it was a big, big time saver. And um, you just pay a small fee, monthly fee, to generate those documents. And um, and then use the API on demand for generating the few certificates that are necessary. A few, like um, not many, more than ten uh, a month. Um, but um, it's an ongoing service. And well, this one about digital signing, I guess it is useful if you're developing some kind of application that needs to sign contracts between users and providers and of your website and um uh well this is great uh, well we'll have to wait and see what is coming more from api layer in terms of useful apis so on my behalf i'll also like to share to 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 talk about a couple of articles. One is not really about um, PHP, but is interesting for developers in general, because uh, as mentioned in previous articles, um, Hired is uh, having a, a, a way of working. They, they, they work in many countries, uh, in many cities, and they have uh, many companies that are looking for professionals, developers, and specifically in the, the, what is the target of the PHP classes and other sites for developers. So they, they posted the, this article. Uh, actually, I posted for, for them because they want to tell about um, how it works in a few uh, sentences. Then you can go on their site and learn more about the details. So basically, rather than the, having you looking for uh, a job, maybe your next job, which is a job that we'll have uh, in the future because you want to evolve your career, um, they will seek you uh, uh, matching the, the, the requirements of the, the companies and your capabilities. So this is just basically a call for you to go to the hired site if you are looking for better jobs, even if you already have a good job now. So the other article that I wanted to mention is one from Sharuz uh, Nawaz uh, from uh, Pakistan. He has written uh, a, a class um, that uses the Cloudways uh, API to connect to their structure and manage uh, Cloud servers. Let's say if you have a, a site that is hosted in the cloud servers, multiple servers, you may want to manage the demand uh, automatically, and that uh, you, you can use the Cloudway service. And they do it for you with many different um, 
cloud hosting providers. And uh, this package here is a class that uh, can send requests to, to their API. They are telling how the, do they do it. And uh, for this, Sharuza uh, uh, develop a package to access their APIs. And this article is explaining how you can uh, manage the, the perform whatever are the tasks to manage the, the, the servers. You can uh, get all the servers, delete servers, uh, and, and do everything that you need. So this is basically a tutorial article to make things easier. Um, uh, so this is uh, basically what uh, they are offering uh, for now. And it's interesting. I certainly want to look into this in the future because uh, uh, I'm not very interested in doing it myself or hiring somebody to manage the uh, the cloud hosting manually. So I still need to learn. I'll certainly look into this in the future. Uh, were you going to say anything, Arthur? No, no. Always good. Okay. Okay. I would. Not, I know. I don't. Not want to manage it myself too. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't want to be dev ops, although we have to sometimes. Well, now we are going to start to, um, talking about the um, Innovation Award winners of March, uh, starting from um, the JS classes uh, and some live transmission started at the same time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, uh, now now I'm going to hand over to Arthur that is going to start commenting on the um, winners of March JS classes. Yes, uh, already ahead of you. Yes, I see yeah. my screen shared. I'm ready. Yeah, and uh, I have an inception effect here. If I can. Awesome effect. Love <laughs> it all the time. Yes. Uh, it's only Google can do this thing. Okay, so we have like three packages. Which ones would you like to comment? Or oh, certainly comment on your own. Yeah, we'll have to probably. <coughs> so uh, the first package is uh, jQuery aggregate. Uh, basically, um, uh, it was developed by Emil Kilage from Sweden. And it's sort of like Excel auto sum function. So basically, we would have. Let me check if there is. Yeah. So we have multiple inputs uh, with values, and yeah. then we would aggregate the sum to one specific other element field. So uh, by calling this, we would simply sum up uh, all of the values for these inputs and answer number here. I yeah. know if they're retracted, like if they're listening, so if you change number, it would change too. I did not check. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. It's like a, a spreadsheet that you have calculated the yeah. cells. And uh, with that, you can actually uh, automate uh, maybe some, some uh, forms maybe some order entry that you show the totals of the order mm -hmm. uh, okay so yeah. what are you going to say to show it seems it seems you need to call get all the time so yeah you can bin the get to the q 
key up listener, for example, and you would have this automatically too. Okay, uh, and 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 uh, there is no price, I think, for MEO. Yeah, there there, there are some delays uh, because um, uh, we there are some problems to communicate. I think it was with Pact and O'Reilly, but it is sorted now, and maybe it's, that was one of the prizes that is not communicated yet. Uh, okay, so okay, so now but, I think you are going to come out your own package, right? Yep, so it's account with SDK for Node.js. I have one similar submitted for WebJS, and uh, on one side they may seem kind of similar, they shared some code base, but on the other side, uh, the metrics and the way you track it on server is something completely different than you would, what would you would do on the website and front end. But uh, yeah, the idea is similar. There is the case collecting data and sending to the country server. And it was developed mm. by me. Who would guess? So, oh, so I, oh, I see. I, I actually didn't quite get get it quite right. I thought it. So the, those events are reported from from Node.js directly, or or do yes. you mean browser browser side events reported to no. Node.js and Node.js reports to Countly? No, this is directly from Node.js. If you want to uh, run analytics on a Node.js server, so like. Uh, for example, IoT device like Raspberry Pi can be each its own like uh, server and uh, sending events about who connects, for example, or stuff like that. So you can select what data you want to co collect, or are they alive? Are they online and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I also will comment on another package if the. the uh, the inception <laughs> method is not getting the, the way. Uh, basically, there are like uh, there's this um, web dev client. And this web dev is, I think, it's very whole protocol on top of um, uh, of uh, HTTP to uh, manage files on a remote server. So it sends requests to 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 the web server that you may be uh, uh, having without running. It's an extension of, uh, of um, HTTP. So uh, it would take uh, standard commands that, uh, for instance, from a browser-side client in JavaScript, which is the case, that sends those um, requests via AJAX. So this package developed by Dom Hastings. Uh, it is uh, uh, interesting because if you have a web dev running on, on a server, you can um, uh, do several things, not just manage files, you can browse them, preview files like fonts, videos, and images, and even create some directories for you to manage the, the files that you want to eventually submit there. So this is an interesting package. But uh, we only had three nominees, so we'll move on to the rankings uh, of um, Innovation Award in another JavaScript in uh, 2017 so far by author uh, Emil Kilaz with the three packages and 11 points. is Hehe, first place. Then follows Martin Barker with two packages in nine points uh, from United Kingdom. Then Martin Latter 
Uh, well, the other marching from United Kingdom with one package and five points, followed by Understoff, one package and three points. Then Arthur Stosin, one package and three points, is tied. Also with Jeremy Judo from China. And uh, then in seventh place comes Leonardo Mauro Pereira Moraes from Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have guessed that he's from Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> because of the flag. The flag. No, because of the long name. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, well, sometimes people, it's not common to put long names. Usually it's just the first and the last. Uh, but uh, some people just like to show their own uh, family's names. <laughs> anyway, they are is tied with Tio Iwaski, David Normington, and Tom Loprat from Spain, with all with on package in, in two points. By author, uh, the rankings are more or less similar. Like first, there is United Kingdom with five packages and 17 points, then Sweden with three packages and 11 points, Hungary is tied with Latvia, China with one package and three points, then comes Brazil, Germany, and Spain with one package and two points. So, this is for the JavaScript Innovation Award. For the PHP Innovation Award, you usually have much more nominees. So, for March, we had uh, like uh, 13 nominees. Uh, okay, Arthur, which ones would you like to comment first? Okay, uh, let me go in this order. So, uh, PHP, first one is PHP JSON query. And uh, basically, it allows you to query JSON data. You have a JSON object and you can query in an XPath similar element like you would query the XML file. Uh, it was developed by Nahid bin Ajar from Bangladesh. And I think here, yeah, yeah, here you can see the simple example. So here you have some JSON that you imported from a file, and then you find node users where attribute ID is equal to six, for example, and you get the result. So yeah, something something like this, a queryable mechanism to query JSON data. If you have large documents, you want to see some subset of it, then this could be uh, useful. And now he chose one well, downloadable copy of Komodo ID for uh, this package. <clears throat> Next one is a media converter. So it can convert audio and video. And uh, here are the available formats, 3GP, MP3, AVI, basically all popular formats. And it also can generate GIF or GIF, I don't, don't remember what was the characterization of pronunciation, files to as a previews of these yeah. videos. So, I say so GIF, but I know. Uh, I was say GIF. Yeah, the, uh, me too, because it, it's more Latvian way too. But I think there was recently a discussion about this, and the author who invented the format, uh, format he explained how it should be pronounced, but I don't remember the correct version right now. <laughs> OK, never mind. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. So yeah. this package was displayed by Sergey Vanyushin uh, from Russia, and he got one PHP Storm ID, one year individual subscription for this package. Yeah. <clears throat> a PHP code fixer, find deprecated functions and variables in PHP. Uh, probably very big project and, and should be very popular with all the breaking compatibilities between PHP 7 older versions and what's coming in the new version. This should be a top package, I think. Uh, and it should be updated constantly, so it should be also uh, quite a work for the author, who is Sergey Vanyushin, that we just also mentioned from Russia. Uh, but yeah, I really think this package has a huge potential. 
but it also requires a large amount of work to put in it yeah um, but it's, it's quite useful as you said um, yeah. because um, if you have large uh, uh, code bases that uh, for some reason you finally decided that it's time to migrate to newer versions you probably have a lot of work so packages like this can be very useful yeah uh so okay yeah he already got his price um okay i also would like to comment on the remaining packages and uh, first i'd like to comment some that seem more, seem more interesting for me one is phpf it is to reformat scripts according to a coding style it, it was developed by a subin subi from india and it basically can uh, take some code that you have and uh, uh, reformat it according to some uh, styles like HPV style. I'm not sure about this style, but okay. And then there is PSR1 and PSR2. So this is interesting for those that have uh, some uh, significant uh, code base that uh, needs to be reformatted to match some style that more may be more convenient for some project. Interesting. So does, so does does it parse it into like abstract syntax, abstract syntax tree or something like that, or just uh, some no, general string replace? Just, no, I think it just uses the the, the tokenizer extension of PHP. Oh, I see. Yeah, and, does. and then rewrites it accordingly to the tokens that it gets. Yeah. So this is interesting as this package, and the other package that I also want to comment. Uh, this is one this is seems simple it's php time zones uh, by peter carl he's from hong kong and uh, uh, what it does is to um, retrieve the list of all the time zones that are known and uh, it can even validate uh, if you have a, a time zone with the correct code and uh, it also uh, uh, takes the time and returns the time offsets. So if you have to deal with the time zones in your application, this package can be very, very useful uh, because, um, you know, uh, in the world there are many time zones and it's something that uh, you probably don't have it hard-coded in your package, in your applications, but yeah, this package can, can actually be used for that applications. Now, talking about the Innovation Award winners rankings. Um, so far, uh, the, the the competition has changed a bit in terms of leader. Nahid Binazar from uh, Bangladesh is ahead with three packages and 50 points. And it's followed by Sergey Vanishin. Uh, with five packages and 49 points and Christian Vigo from France with three packages and 49 points as well. In fourth comes Peter Carl from uh, Hong Kong with four packages and 35 points. Peter has been submitting many, many packages. It has been hard <laughs> to keep up with approving all his packages, but I'm running do my best on regarding that. Then comes Dave Smith in fifth place with two packs and 31 points. Uh, Lars Molliken from Germany with three packs and 29 points. Vichy Vich, Sadev from India with two packs and 27 points uh, is in seventh. 
in eighth is Jelis Brecht from Belgium with two packs and 35 points. Uh, then uh, Asib Ahmad Basil is tied with Alessandro Quintiliano with one pack and 21 points. By country, France is still ahead. This is coming uh, very tight with uh, United States. They have six packs and 76 points. And United States 75 points, so it's just one point of difference for now. So this is still going to be a difference, uh, uh, an interesting uh, uh, competition, uh, very similar to last year when uh, France and the United States were tied uh, practically to the end. Uh, then comes Bangladesh with its packages and 250 points. Then Russian Federation with five packages and 49 points. Italy with three packages and 48 points, India with five packages and 46 points, Pakistan with three packages and 38 points, uh, Hong Kong is in eighth with uh, four packages and 35 points, Germany with four packages and 34 points uh, is in ninth, and finally United Kingdom with uh, three packages and 27 points. Um, anyway, basically with this, it's already dark over here, and basically. <laughs> With this, we are completing this short version of the Blitting PHP podcast. This time it has been a short edition because I'm in transition to many things at the same time uh, and also traveling because I'm going to launch something very interesting very soon, like probably in a couple of months, that will be to help developers to create their own uh, software product businesses, something that I've been working for more than a year and finally will come out. Probably not in English first, but it also happened uh, at that time. Other than that, I just want to mention that this month is the 18th birthday of PHP classes. Oh. Uh, I am so busy that I have not even thought about <laughs> posting anything. <laughs> But I think I still have a week or so to do. Um, so with this, practically in this edition of the podcast, I'd like to thank you, Arthur, again for coming. And we still have the Innovation Award edition of podcasting out to yeah. ahead. So on my way off, that is all for now. Bye. Bye.